All right, welcome back, guys. We have not yet been drafted for World War III, so the channel stays up. You're here for another episode of Back in Session. My name is Dimitri Sebastian. And I'm Wes Kendall. Uh, welcome to 2020, guys. Okay, so all jokes aside, World War Three, Eleven Bravo, bang bang, shoot him up. How you feel? Let's go there and kill him. Hell yeah, brother! No, I, I mean, I, at one point in time, I feel like I definitely would have thought like that. Which, which, what self-respecting infantrymen wouldn't think like that? But at this point in time, I feel like this is an oversensationalized. Oh yeah, thing, and we're not going to war. That's my official statement. That's my call. Is that are things great? No, should they be happy the way they are? I don't necessarily uh, agree, but however, I don't think it's going to blow up into the thing that everyone thinks it is. The memes are funny. Right. A lot of people are getting upset. A lot of people are, you know, waving the flag, being super excited. But it's, eh, I just don't think so. No, it it doesn't seem. We we've seen this before. Let's just say that. Yeah, exactly. We've definitely seen this before. This isn't anything that hasn't happened in the last twenty years of warfare. And it's like the other countries out there are pulling the same stunts. Oh yeah, exactly. And you know what? I just think we should all be friends and be nice to each other. That's my official war statement. Well, yeah. Uh, you can pack. You can put away the rifles. Don't worry, guys. They're not invading. Iran's not going to take over the country. I know there's some uh, some people out there, some of my clients that I've ran into that are like, oh, my God, are you guys going to get deployed? And it's like, like well, nah. we cover PACOM. Yeah, we wouldn't, kinda, that wouldn't even be our area. Kind of chill over there. We worry about... Uh, a, a small North Korean man, and he seems to have calmed down a lot. So, right, I don't think I don't think I have much to complain about. Yeah, neither do I. It's it's interesting though. Like my unit, the eighty second, is the one going over there. Yeah, because they're supposed to be like what fortifying embassies and shit. Well, they're they do uh, kind of like what we have our ready force. Mm-hmm. You know, they do a similar thing where they're eighteen hours away from being able to, to you know deploy anywhere basically oh, okay. so, so it's like staged yep yeah, so they have their brigades ready on standby for that you know so th- that's pretty crazy i remember when i was on ready force or whatever we called it i forgot is when russia was doing that uh stuff in georgia when they invaded oh, yeah. georgia with I their armies and stuff like that and we got spun up and like our a bags got loaded you know we were getting ready staging the flight line you know and then it just cooled off i'm assuming that it was not fun there either you probably oh. just sat around doing nothing of course yeah we got up at 4 a.m to stage for our like you know brief at nine. Oh god don't <laughs> no no that's what everyone forgets it's not like call of duty it's a whole lot of sitting around a right. lot of paperwork uh, just a lot of angry people who are trying to do their job and wearing the same outfit. Right. Yes. All right. Well, on a lighter note, we are talking about equipment today. The good, the bad, the ugly. Yes. And I have some positive opinions and I have some negative opinions. And I have a list in front of me, so we're going to try and hit them as we move forward. I'm going to go ahead and caveat this. Okay. We've talked about it before. If I, th- would, I think that there should be a limit on the number of items of equipment <laughs> you're allowed to wear at one time. And it, it should be like a video game. Like as you XP up, you get more equipment slots. I don't see. I disagree with that. I feel like you <laughs> almost like have less. Really? Like, yeah. I don't know. I just feel like what? So I saw a guy who's wearing one, two, three. I think he's wearing four things. Okay. At the same time. I think he's like knee sleeves. He's wearing like gloves. <laughs> he's wearing a belt. Was he wearing wrist straps? I think he was wearing wrist straps. To me, that was the gloves. So he was only three. Okay. 
No, because he was wearing uh, the lifting shoes too. So that's oh, four. lifting shoes. Um, the he platform was wearing all four. Yeah, he's wearing the ones with the heels. We'll talk. About and let me guess. Was he was he deadlifting? He was deadlifting. <laughs> and oh my he god! He also had his iPhone on one of those uh, stands with like the the. The bubble legs. This is at Indy, right? This is at I Indy. know exactly who you're talking there about. There we go. I, <laughs> I know, know what. You know yeah. what? <laughs> I lived heavier than him, raw. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. But man, it was. That's it's. Right. Uh, he's young. He's a young kid. Yeah, he's fine. <laughs> the uh, it, it's so equipment can be funny, and it can be useful, and I think it's great. So let's actually start. When we're talking about shoes. Let's start with shoes. Yes. There's obviously there's so there's purists out there. You just show up in whatever running shoes you have. Your you know Chuck Taylor's Vans, whatever, mm-hmm. and then you have your CrossFitty shoes, your squatting shoes with a heel on them, mm-hmm. and then there's like the hybrids in the middle. Am I missing anything? Yes. Uh, what about like your hardcore powerlifter shoe what what would those guys wear the hardcore powerlifter shoe chuck oh, yeah. taylor's oh yeah some chucks or some oh some yeah new age powerlifters are wearing those vans though or those five fingers five fingers you know those toe shoes oh no they're not yeah well yeah you've seen the the functional like you know power crowd that comes in there with the toe shoes you know if minimalist. i saw a guy at the gym with toe shoes you haven't seen guys I'm avoiding that are guy. you telling me you haven't seen anyone on the gym with toe shoes not at our gym mean like tucson when i went to the the wreck at u of a Oh man, there was toe shoes all the time, and if so, if I can see you guys' toes, I'm not talking to you. You know what I'm talking about, like the the ones yeah. where they're it's like their toes have different like. Oh no, little... I know exactly which one you're talking about. Because first of all, I know you're not wearing socks, <laughs> right? And that's weird. I mean, boat shoes. I don't know. I guess like I'm fine with flip flops and stuff. If you're in real Maybe it's life, bigger than CrossFit. I don't know. It's, it's, it's definitely a CrossFit thing. I saw it at a CrossFit gym once. Oh yeah. Okay, no. I don't, I'm, I'm giving a hard no on toe shoes. Right. I don't no, know what says. everyone thinks they're gross. Ask any girl what they think of the toe shoes. And they're going to be like, man. I, I saw hot. this, <laughs> right? I saw this couple in the gym. They were an Herbalife team, you know. the. I know exactly. I've seen them. Yeah. And they have like, the shirts. Yeah, they have the yep. shirts and the fanny packs and swag. And they're both wearing the toe shoes. I thought it was, it was very cute. No, it's not. <laughs> it's it's doubly not cute. Right. I just can't. Ah, God, no toe shoes. We're getting off toe shoes. Okay. Sorry. Okay. Let's <laughs> let's get into the details. What do you need to know about your shoes? Okay. I think that for almost anybody across, not everybody, but for the vast majority, if you show up in whatever pair of shoes you wear, you're probably fine. Probably. For the most part. Yeah. Especially in the earlier stages. What do you think about like uh, lifting legs though? What are what do you need to consider in that? Okay, so I was powerlifting for a long time, mm-hmm. and I got the like hundred dollar plus Addy Powers with like the inch heel. Right. Um, was it wood or the plastic? They're plastic. One? Yeah, yeah, they were the plastic ones, and they were you know touted as like the best ones. These are the ones to get. Blah 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 blah. And of course, as soon as you buy them, there's like eight articles released why those ones <laughs> suck, and you should get these <laughs> ones instead. So I found that they were nice because they gave you a really stable squat and it helped keep your body in line. Right. However, I've been able to stop using those because I don't lift as heavy and I don't really feel the need to bring them with me and they're annoying. Mm-hmm. Because I don't know if you've ever seen people walk around in those. They kind of do like this weird flat step waddle thing. Yeah, it, it puts you at a weird position. Oh yeah, you can't you can't run it's in like those. walking on your toes like a ballerina. Yeah. well, not as dramatic, but you know, a little bit. It's yeah, it, but you kind of get the idea. Yeah, they have the Metcons now. I like those, and those have a really solid heel with probably a couple centimeters of lift. And I found that those more or less give me what I need to do. Mm-hmm. And if I'm not feeling super great about my lift, I can throw like some uh, two and a half pounds under my heels. 
Right. Yeah. And that's something I do with a lot of my clients is if they have uh, flexibility issues with mm -hmm. their hips and their uh, ankles is um, I'll throw some two and a halfs under there. Or, you know, if they have those shoes, it helps you, you know, keep your knees out and chest up as you go down a lot easier than if you didn't have that angle. I feel like it kind of can create bad habits because if you don't yeah. have them, then your form is going to be goofy. Right. You become reliant on it almost if you use it every time. Yeah. I feel like you shouldn't start with those. I feel like a lot of people want to get all the gear initially. Right. And I just don't think there's a benefit to that, especially if, if you're not doing, I'm going to be charitable and say like, if you're not doing over two plates, then I don't really know that you should be buying specialized shoes for squatting yet. I, I would support that, you know, just because right. you need to get your foundation there. And then once you have your foundation, then you can start expanding on that and saying, okay, cool. I'm going to be the cool guy at the gym. Right. Yeah. I think you're right, man. Um, it, we, we definitely need to keep that in mind as far as like how much gear do you really need? I'm under the philosophy is like the minimum amount. Oh, the less, the better. Cause yeah. Functionality. Yeah. And that's why I'm sort of team, I guess CrossFit shoe. I guess there's the, there's the Metcons, there's the Nanos. Mm -hmm. I'm pretty sure Adidas has one too. Yeah, I'm I sure think they're they a really good in between because you can warm up on a treadmill. They're not awesome for running, mm -hmm. but you know, get a you know, it's better than a pair of checks. <laughs> oh yeah, try running a pair of. I actually did that last night. I yeah, <laughs> you did the jog. full two miles. No, no, no. I uh, I just went and did. I wanted to do twenty minutes. I did ten yeah. because I was wearing uh, low top Chuck Taylors, and I was just like, this sucks. And then I was like, I'm done. I'm gonna do ten minutes. I'm warm. Right. Yeah, that was it was uncomfortable. So I I find that the Metcons are good for that. And then it's it's it covers pretty much everything you need to do, like nice firm base for deadlifting. If you are someone who plants your feet while a bench, and then honestly, it's yeah, squatting and deadlifting. And I'm I actually used to have my dead my squat shoes, mm -hmm. and then my deadlift shoes, which were again a pair of Chuck Taylors, are like blue with like red accent <laughs> on them. I love those things, but those are my like official deadlifting shoes. Like I only would deadlift in Chuck Taylors, right. And that's one thing, important thing too, is uh, you we, wearing those platform shoes aren't necessarily good for deadlifting because it elevates you farther off the ground and it pitches you forward. Exactly, where you lean I'd back. say it's bad. Right. If you get a pair of like Addy Power or something like that, something that's a, a flat out squat shoe because they have an in between version, so yeah. it has a lower lift and it's less of a defined heel. Right. That's fine. It's flat. Um, a, a couple inches won't hurt you, but that that pitch forward is going to be problematic, right. especially on heavier lifts. Yeah, like if you're trying to max out, that's you don't want to be doing that. Like you'll see the people in the Olympics doing it, but that's because the hardest part of that lift is that squat that they come out of at the bottom, not mm -hmm. the deadlift. It's like that deadlift is the easiest part of the whole motion. I don't think we can ever really compare ourselves to the Olympic guys. Whatever they do, like don't mm, don't look to them for advice when you're, especially when you're a beginner or right. intermediate. It's just like you're not them. Yeah, that's a totally different ball game right there. Official statement on shoes closure what do you think i think that unless you are training for a one rep max or a or a pr that squat shoes are not necessary i personally wear ultra boosts in the gym unless i'm squatting and then i wear flat soles yeah exactly that's my official opinion that's about it show yeah. up and whatever you got if you got a pair of brooks wear them pair of vans wear them until you start getting to the point where you're going to get to the, by the time you probably need those shoes, mm -hmm. you know yourself. Right. And you'll have a very good idea of why you need them. And it's just not something you should really concern yourself that much about in the beginning. I completely agree. All right. Next, my favorite piece of equipment belts. 
The belts. There's types of belts. Yes. And I feel like this needs to be clarified because I am someone who I use a prong belt and fuck, what's the gauge on it? I forgot the gauges. Is it the um, the one where it's... I think it's like 18 millimeters, something like that. Um, There's yeah. like thickness level. So I have a thick-ass belt. It's the one where it's the same width all the way around, right? That's yeah, the belt you yes, like? Yes, yes. That's right. Because that, well, I was a power lifter, and I was whole thing. It's like red, white, and blue. It's badass. I love it. Mm-hmm. And I need to start breaking that thing out more again. So you have those belts. They have, then they have the, the, the prong belt. They have the latch belt, which is the ones that you always see YouTubers using, which... I have an opinion on. We'll get to that. Yes, I want to hear that. Then you have uh, what I would call the gym lend out belt, which is always a the harbinger. Yep. Oh, okay. It's yeah. always wider in the back and it gets skinnier it's in tapered. the front. Yep. It's With the big a- back pad, right? Yep. Yep. And then you have what I would call waist trainers. Yes. They look like they're supposed to be belts, but I don't think they- they're usually made of like a mesh. Or like elastic. Elastic, kind of like a uh, polyester material. Yeah. It's padded in the back. It tapers in the front. Mm-hmm. And you always see the guys with the big lats walking around. With them way <laughs> or the fit tight. chicks. The fit chicks yeah, wear them too. Yeah. Well, I feel like for uh, a lot of the... For a lot of women, it's fine for them because the level of their lifting anyways. Yeah. The, the weight level, it's plenty of support. But I feel like if you see a guy and he's pulling like 405 and he's wearing one of those, it's like almost like, yeah, you honestly don't really need that. I don't even think you're, you're more like just keeping yourself tight than you are like supporting. Now that's the point of it. And I'll have to get into that for sure on why people wear that stuff. Or, so from the beginning, yeah. and I have a statement on the, the, the big wide belt crossplane. The reason, so how this works is it belts around your stomach. Mm-hmm. And what you do is you expand your stomach and you tighten your core. So what you're doing is you're filling all of that space mm-hmm. so that your spine essentially has nowhere to move because <laughs> all of that pressure is pushing against your muscles and you couldn't really move around that much if you wanted. If you're using correctly, right. it's actually pretty damn uncomfortable. So you get a nice tight, get nice and expanded. You push that stomach wall against the belt, and it keeps everything tight. So that, your abs are pushing on it. Yes. So that is almost exclusively used for deadlifts, keeping yourself your back tight, and it's used for squats so that you're up and down motion. You're not teetering left and right. I think they're awesome. I'm going to probably use them until the day I die. Hopefully this belt, I spent like, oh, I spent way too much on this belt. <laughs> I, it was, it had to have been at least a hundred. I can't now, remember. It was a long time ago. Do you use that belt every time you squat? And I don't. Okay. I don't. Yeah. I have what I call my safety threshold. Right. Because I think that if you use a belt too much, you mess up your core strength. Mm-hmm. And you should only be using a belt when you get to the point where you're like, I'm going, I feel unsafe in this lift. Or right. I feel like there's a potential for injury in this lift mm-hmm. if it's just you're warming up and you're working up to your top set i don't think you should be wearing a belt i agree i don't think it's i don't think it's necessary yeah for that purpose i i completely agree bro that's a good powerlifting way to use it um i think that well i use a belt slightly different um and we've talked about this where um a lot of people who do aesthetic training they try and keep their core tighter kind of like what the waist trainer does you mm-hmm. know so it's like the idea is if your abs are always engaged and always tighter then at that point your the, the flexibility and range of motion stays smaller plus okay. when you're on stage and you're doing a pose you have to keep that same tight feel so it gets you more conditioned to be able to hold that so you're almost doing like a core set you're doing like active in your core you're basically. training your core to be up and tight in engaged yeah okay. so you're basically like huh, flexing your abs the whole workout okay see 
I didn't know that. Yep. I've always judged it when I see people walking around, like, uh, flexing around. It's like, okay, I don't think that's really necessary, but I, I, I buy that. That's how it's supposed to be used. Now, some people think that, oh, if I wear this, it's going to squeeze the fat out. Or, that's, what, well, that's what I always thought. They're, like, thinking that it's pushing the fat down and up or something into yeah. their lungs and into their ass or something. It's like, okay, yeah. cool, it'll create a taper. It's like, I don't think that's how that works, No. period. You're not binding. Yeah. It's just setting. Right, and it's not burning more fat because you're sweating there either. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's, no. That's oh my one. god. Oh god, I forgot about those. The Yeah, the sweet sweat waist belts. A lot of people buy into that. Mm-hmm. And I don't get it because yeah. I guess you could make the argument for waist training, which we've just established doesn't really work that way. Most people use it incorrectly. <laughs> yeah. And I feel like you could just throw on like go to Walmart, mm-hmm. buy a couple $10 sweaters, Wear those when you work out. <laughs> You'll sweat just as much. Yeah. And it won't be all gross. You won't have this weird gross piece of rubber that you take off at the end of the work. I think that's what it is. They take it off at the end of the workout and their body is pressed flat from it. Right. And they're a little bit. They're temporarily know, drier exactly. probably. Yeah. And, and there's a lot of sweat. Uh, I, I, there's a lot of like the fit chicks on Instagram. They take it off and you just see how much sweat is on it. I'm like, first of all, ew. <laughs> because yeah. that is just like, it's like when you get like a tattoo yeah. And you take off, like, uh, the saran wrap the first time. It's all sweaty and gross. It's just like, Ugh. It's raising. Like, I want to get this away from me. That's yeah. what I think of when I see that. It's like, I just want to, like, imagine I'm pulling it out, like, flat and just, like, smacking someone across Ew. the face with it and just, like, Ew. Ew. <laughs> terrible. That's that's all I can think of. Yeah. Belts. There's the lever belts. We just talked about that. Oh, yeah. Tell me about these leather belts. Leather. 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 Yeah. There are leather. Yeah. Congratulations. You were with still, a lever. You were still <laughs> Lever belts, and I'm going to nail to the wall are just more expensive prong belts. They're not necessary. However, it's they're just flashy. They no, they're super cool. Yeah. Just like it looks badass. So walk up to it, pull your lever over, do your deadlift, just pop that thing off, fall straight to the ground. Like I when I set my belt really tight when I want to get locked in, especially when I'm leaner, mm-hmm. I have to walk up to well, I don't have to do anymore, it's more broken in now, but I used to have to walk up to the squat rack press it against the squat rack with my hand, twist my body, and then stick the prong in. Okay. And now that my belt's more broken, I don't really have to do that. If I wanted to go down a, a hole, I probably would. The problem is when you buy a lever belt, if you fluctuate in weight, that lever, you have to unscrew it and connect it. Oh, again. you have so to you reposition have to take it. it off, reposition it. And yeah. if you're someone like me who's kind of like in between sizes, <laughs> sometimes you are bloated, sometimes you're leaner, and you're you know cutting t- uh, or you're bulking, that's going to be annoying. Right. And if you, if you maintain a consistent weight all the time, your waistline never changes at all, great. But I just, I don't know. I think right. it's unnecessary. Yeah, that, that totally makes sense. Unless you have like your bulking belt and your cutting belt, right? Oh, right. Exactly. <laughs> well, it's the thing is it's just annoying. You have to hit it with yeah. a screwdriver and do all uh, that whole thing. And I'm just not with that. And I don't, I mean, it looks cool. Right. I mean, if you're trying to look cool, I would say do that. Yeah. Oh, let me touch on something. I don't think that those back supporting belts are a good idea for anyone. Unless you have like unless a you, like, serious, like a moving like, company. Move, yeah, if you work for a moving company and you're just moving shit all day or like you actually have a spine injury and you're just trying to like not get diabetes. Well, it's like wearing, why, would you wear a knee brace if your knee didn't hurt? Uh, no, you you wouldn't. And even if your back hurts, it's probably not because of that. You're probably doing something where you're underdeveloping your muscles mm-hmm. or you have an overactive muscle. And the belt's not going to fix that. It's just going to make it worse. Yeah. 
right? It's like close. Okay, yes, that's actually that is super true. I think yeah. belts look cool and they make you look like you know what you're doing. Makes your waist look tight. And I've been guilty of it. Yeah, like finish a mean deadlift rip and look in the mirror, and that belt is going to make you look super tapered, and you're going to look like you know what you're doing. Right, and it's great, but. It's not always necessary, and you're doing your core a disservice. Right. Good point. Good point. Closing statements on belts. I agree with what you said, bro. Only use it if you're using it for uh, uh, getting stronger. Only use it when you need it. And then if you think that it's going to make you lose fat, you're wrong. That's about it. I agree. I think, I think, yep, nope. I don't have anything else to say. (laughs) I think you nailed it. Next one, because I have never owned these, I have (laughs) used them. But I don't Ooh. think I've ever straps. Someone's a raw lifter. Oh, do you, okay. <laughs> I am very proud of my palms, and I think that's something that comes from the the powerlifting days. Is nothing f- feels better or worse than when you like rip open your hand on a deadlift almost. Like, <laughs> yes, like it's, it's almost like hardcore. I've committed blood to the blood gods. What about the shins? <laughs> okay, I've actually never had that problem. Yeah, and this is because I'm a piece of shit, and I know that I'm supposed to ride that bar as close as possible. Yeah. I do not ride it as close as possible. And I, what was my max? Uh, fourth, I want to say 35, but I'm going to say 25 Mm -hmm. just because I don't want to inflate it. If it's not true. The last time I was lifting heavy, I was pulling 425 and I still never brushed my shins. And so when I meet people who are like constantly ripping open their shins, I'm sort of just like, why i think it's like an old school thing like if you're not ripping open your shins you're not doing it right i guess know? so because the thing is like i kept it really close yeah but i didn't have to lose like leg hair for it yeah i do about 50 percent of the time i'd say yeah yeah if i'm like really going heavy sometimes it's unavoidable but i don't think you have to rip up your shins i don't know i just i don't i don't see a point in it but i guess you could also make the argument that i was just waiting on an injury mm-hmm. it was bound to happen at any point mm-hmm. so well, straps. Yeah, let's get back to straps. straps. <laughs> uh, shit. So I feel like straps, I ha- there's two different times for so- or kinds. There's the uh, one with the leather piece that you- goes underneath your fingers. Yep. And it kind of like is like a, acts as like a hook almost. Yes. And then there's, there's the cloth ones and those wrap around your wrist and you actually like wrap it around the bar several times and then um, it's almost like held in by the tension. Yes. So, well, I guess they both are, but those are the two main types. Uh, the leather straps that go under your fingers, those are easier. And I feel like they're like if you're just doing normal sets, that's what you'd use them for. Mm-hmm. But the the cloth ones, those are much tighter. So like if you're going for like a PR and you're lifting like mm-hmm. 500 pounds or more, then you're going to need the cloth ones because it actually like really tightens it into your grip. I just... Not I'm that, saying no on straps. I'm not I'm, at that level on either of those. So I'm, I'm just saying. saying no on straps because I think there is use cases for them, but I feel like you need to develop your grip strength. And I completely agree with that grip strength part. It's all about grip strength. It's all about forearm strength. Mm-hmm. And if you uh, and you know what I'm going to go to, if you're you know deadlifting like 500 plus pounds, all right, I get yeah. it. That's I'm not going to sit here and beat you up because you don't have the grip strength to hold that. That's fair. Yeah. If you're doing, but I see people wearing straps for like pull downs. I see them wearing them for light, lighter deadlifts, mm-hmm. things like that. And all I can think to myself is you need 
to develop your grip strength. Right. And all you're doing is to, and I guess there's a lot of people who'd say like, I don't give a shit about my grip, my grip strength. I'm just here to get strong. <laughs> and the other thing, like no one's looking at my hand muscles and sure. That's, right. that's a fair argument. I can anecdotally say that actually most of the girls that I've dated who are uh, lifters, I think they like my calluses. <laughs> Back when I was lifting, they they know it takes hard work to earn those calluses. That's I feel, what it is. Yeah, it's, it's a chick dig scars kind of thing. Yeah. It's a, it, I will say that so I have report. injured a partner with when my I tore up my calluses. Oh, on like a, a heavy set day, <laughs> and like they kind of hurt if you like rub them on somebody. <laughs> yeah, so now they can get pretty fucking sharp. Yeah, so there's a there's an in between there. <laughs> so I'm gonna say straps, but only on the extremes. Yeah. I know you have your straps, and I have been guilty of using them. I don't remember what was going on. I think I messed up my hand or something. We're doing uh, really heavy uh, rows, like sets of uh, six reps. So we're yeah. going pretty heavy. And, like, when you're going really heavy on a row like that, sometimes it's hard to feel it in your lats, especially because you're like, fuck, am I going to hold on to this bar? So when we're doing that, I felt like that was an appropriate time. Yeah, now, I think we, I burnt out. We didn't even throw the straps on until the last set or two, so... Yeah, okay. So if you're, we'll say maybe if you're coming to a point where your workout is about to start suffering because you've yeah screwed up for the Like beginning. if you can't target your lats anymore on that pull, then that would be an appropriate time. I wouldn't say, you know what, I'll go ahead and say it. If it's if you're within your first two years of lifting, I don't think you need a strap for any circumstance. Yeah, I don't think so. And, and I don't think it's actually some people are guilty of most of the time. I think it's the, it's always like, Oh man, it's always like an older bald guy. Yeah, has the straps, and I think it's the people who like read like the you know Jay Cutler used to use exact, straps yep, on this lift, yep, and they're exactly. like, oh, okay, those people who like read those old muscle magazines yeah. and like straps. Like the younger crowd, I don't think straps are popular right now because the raw thing took off. You know, everyone's like raw lifting is more oh, yeah, fun. Exactly, it's all about being raw. It's all about being natty. And also, this, okay, I do have a, uh, an alibi, and. In I this situation, God. <laughs> I know it reminds you of all those horrible. Anyone have things. any alibis? No. <laughs> all right. <laughs> all right. We can move on now. Basically, when I was cutting really hard for my show, I remember when I'd get super depleted and I was like low on carbs, I was not able to really grip as well. And in that situation, okay. I couldn't really focus on my pull. Okay. So then, then I was using straps. But if you're, you're not going to be needing them if you're trying to put on muscle as much as you think you will. Yeah. And I feel like right now I'm being very reasonable and saying like, you know, I'm going to see the middle ground, give it one day and I'm going to be back to shitting on straps. Right. And then if you ever see me using straps, I will have an excuse and you're like, you're a hypocrite. Like you're right. (laughs) I am. So that's our final thing on straps. Like I I use straps like once every other month. If, if we're going to be, you always bring them though. Oh, are they in my bag? Yes. They're always there. They're always there. Yeah. Uh, Chalk. Yes, chalk. Chalk. I know you know what I actually like about chalk right now? Liquid chalk. Have you used it yet? I've only used it once. I feel like I need more usage with it. Oh, it's great. It's not as messy. I'll tell you that for sure. Well, the thing is, I was a... So chalk is used to improve grip. Typically, you're going to be using it on back workouts and pulling motions. I've seen people put on chalk for bench press... I don't know if that's entirely necessary, but okay. And then I've also seen people use chalk for squats. They put it on their shoulders. Mm-hmm. And that's, those people are always squatting a lot. Yeah. They'll put it across their back in a line, and I guess that's so it doesn't slip off their back. Is it so they doing, get sweaty? They're doing a low bar. 
Yeah. Not high bar. So they're not resting it like on, you know, on top of their, uh, it's like below their traps. Their traps. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I'm not even going to get into high bar versus low bar on this one. Let's save that one for sure. Yeah, that's a, that is a whole different conversation. Right. But so basically they either put it, they put it on their back so it doesn't slip. And it's, I think chalk, chalk is almost always going to be used for deadlifting mm-hmm. in most people's lives. And you're always going to see in the gym, like no chalk over here, chalk over here. And then people always ignore it. Right. So there's chalk fucking everywhere. Yep. Indies like no chalk except for liquid chalk because they're tired of that shit oh which is no one follows it right <laughs> no one you know how i and i'm i'm like so i never buy my own chalk yeah because so you're i used to, when i was a chalk the, bum oh yeah i'm a chalk bum. Well, no, i don't <laughs> bum it off other people i'm smart about it so i went to the, i used to go to the crossfit gym for a while and they always yeah. had chalk available and that's when i started realizing like damn chalk is actually really nice this yeah. helps and what i do is i will uh i'll go deadlifting mm-hmm. and i'll be like man like i'm losing you know traction my hands are getting sweaty yeah and there's always on the ground like a little square <laughs> scavenge of, some where, <laughs> of where someone did their chalk yeah and this is just like in basketball when like people like wipe their hands on their bottom of their feet oh yeah literally walk over there put your hand on the ground wipe it across that chalk Smart. do both hands rub that in bro that's all i need <laughs> that, that's a great point and i'll dry your hands up like that exactly too. i am i am trash wow i'm a trash human that's like scavenging that's almost like picking up <laughs> cigarettes off the ground <laughs> I put it at the same level. It's like the gym version of picking up a cigarette. I thought you were going to be like, you go up to everyone and ask them no, for no, chalk. No, no, no you no. just go on the ground. You know I don't talk to people. You know I won't talk to you. I will, I will go wipe chalk off. I will probably, I could see you at the gym with chalk, and I'm more likely to wipe it off the ground. That's so funny. The, oh, uh, my God. But it's, yeah, so no, I always see there's always guys with their Tupperware container with a huge-ass brick of chalk <laughs> sitting over the square and like, totally I'm like looking that. at the signs like liquid chocolate only looking at the brick looking at the wall yeah do it anyways you're breaking the rules <laughs> right man that's that's hilarious I think shock is awesome rub that shit all over my body <laughs> well it definitely makes you look more badass when you do the hand oh, clap God, the after LeBron James toss <laughs> ah, man I fucking love doing that the dust goes everywhere you're like I'm about it to is it is this. definitely something that so just I'm willing to give it I'm I'm willing to give it to the new people. Just yeah. go nuts with the chalk. Don't get in trouble at your gym. Don't be an asshole. Don't get chalk all over everything. But if you want to use chalk and it just makes you feel cool, <laughs> I, it won't hurt anything. And it actually is a good way to improve your grip because it makes it easier for you. So it's like almost a, a mediator. You can lift hold a heavier bar. I really feel like when I use chalk and I grab the deadlift bar in a staggered grip, it like locks in there. Like yeah, it, it, feel, it, it sets hand. in way better for some yeah. reason. Like you're going to tear your callus off before you let go of that bar. Oh, yeah. And also yeah. I feel like it almost lowers... Uh, your it well, I guess it raises your pain tolerance almost because you don't feel it through the chalk as much. Right. It almost puts like a because at the end of the day, chalk is a rock. Yeah, and it's putting like a thin rock barrier between the <laughs> bar. And yeah. I don't knurling. The word of the day is knurling. The Ridge, bumpy the, yeah. the bumpy stuff on the bar. So if you go to like an LA Fitness, I don't know how to tell you this. You've never felt new knurling. Mm, right. I don't know like what happened, but no LA Fitness has a new bar, and it's all like super fine. Like it's, it's all not very yeah. nice on the hands. Now, if yeah. you go get like a brand new Ohio bar, yeah, and I'm not going to get into the types of bars. Uh-huh. Right now. I need That'd to stop doing one. this. The a brand new like a rogue bar or an Ohio bar, yeah, with like just real nasty new knurling. Those they're like they're not bumps they're small little like stud little, daggers little, uh pyramids in there yeah, or something they're, exactly they're tiny little pyramids and when you oh man if you i want to say anything over like three plates on each side and you pull that 
it's your hands will not move an inch oh. and you take them off and like you have like these gross like imprint <laughs> claws you look like a freaking hag like yeah. and you you in then suddenly the blood starts rushing back like if you're trying to rip calluses off that's the way to do it <laughs> right yeah, the bar hasn't even broken in oh, yet man, if you have there's like no a, dead skin in there to uh buffer oh God, the, you're, the you're sharp literally edges literally paying your first payment to the iron gods just like this this is my sacrifice you're gonna, also if you bleed on the bar please clean it they have <laughs> right. stuff for you <laughs> i've seen oh man i watched i watched a guy use a brand it was actually at any they had a brand new it, it was back when the i don't know if you've seen the ones with the orange tape yeah it was the brand new ohio bars and i was like mm-hmm. oh shit this is good and uh, i watched a guy lift on it and he ripped his hand up and he didn't bleed on it a lot yeah but it was enough and i watched him like limp away and i was just like oh man sorry about that and i looked at it i was like oh wait you're not gonna do anything about that oh he just left it yeah he just left it he just bled on it and then he stripped away and i was like that's Mm, that's kind of grody that's gross don't leave biohazards on the bar so chalk is great that's my closing statement on chalk i think i think everyone should use more chalk um put it on everything put it on your food it's great let's talk about the polar opposite of chalk (laughs) oh what what is what is that gloves I don't even want to talk about this. <laughs> There's two types of gloves. There's the fingerless gloves. And yes. then, there, no. I, I, okay. <laughs> There's been Twitter arguments about this since the yeah. beginning of time. And it's funny because I think it was, uh, what's his name? Oh, my God. Uh, what's the the fitness, the bro fitness guy? Tom Mazzetti. Mazzetti, yes. So he yes. talked about this. And he's talking the about professor. gloves. He's talking about how like stupid they were. And it's like, how you guys were there's always like the huge guy at the uh the park doing like pull-ups and he's like huge and wearing gloves like if you're that guy uh excuse me sir you continue wearing your gloves I have yeah. nothing to say to you. so everyone except for that guy if you're a huge dude who can outlift anyone you're wearing gloves you want to have nice hands you know what great i have no opinion if you're anyone else i think your gloves are stupid <laughs> i don't it, like your gloves it's like nice hand tampons it's like there, a bro. A first meeting with someone, you want to like give a good impression. Mm-hmm. If you're wearing gloves, that is an immediate bad impression. Right. It is. Because, I mean, what about females wearing gloves? Okay. And this is where my hypocrisy comes in. Because I mm, I still don't like it. Yeah. Nope. I still don't like it. And I'm thinking about it now. And I, I'm like willing to give them because, you know, like females, they want to have soft hands. They want to, you know look nice and you could say the same for guys it's not a gender specific thing yeah i still i don't know i just feel like they look so lame and this is a super uncool of me to be as i'm a i'm a grown man i'm an adult i shouldn't have that opinion but gloves look stupid i, I mean i don't think they look give, great. you're you're a trainer are you willing to give gloves a pass mm, let me think i would say no i don't give gloves a pass and i think that i've heard different rationale here and there one third of the females I train wear gloves and all of them do deadlifts and all of them do squats and all of them do dumbbells. I get why they do it though. Right. I get why they do it. I guess I just don't feel like I, it would be more of a distraction and I feel like I wouldn't be able to grip the things like I would want to. I like to feel the weights. I feel like it gives me more of a mind muscle connection. I also feel like it's like growing your hair out. Did you ever grow your hair out long when you were younger? Oh my God. You should have seen me in high school. I had the full like emo hair. Oh, same. My hair went down to my shoulders. <laughs> Not my shoulders, like oh no, I, mine was super. I'll show you. Hell yeah, the, that's great. Uh, but you know, there's that awkward phase where you just look terrible. There's yeah. just nothing you can do with any of it. You're on top is long, on the sides is not long enough, and you just look like garbage. And everyone's like, "Dude, get a haircut." It's like, no, I'm pushing through it, my <laughs> hair out. I think that's how 
your palms are when you're working out right is you got to get past that phase where you're just like you're getting these really thin calluses you keep ripping them off keep ripping them off Mm -hmm. keep ripping them off and then suddenly you have like actually defined nice smooth calluses that don't get destroyed every single time right i feel like you just have to push through and do that and then you don't have to be a glove person and also like you use like a pumice stone to like kind of put lotion on your hands yeah oh my god lotion what (laughs) right you could do that (laughs) calluses don't feel like rocks mine are actually i'm touching them right now like yeah it's not been worse it's been a lot worse (laughs) yeah they're not bad at all i don't do that dumb shit anymore right like when i was in afghanistan i know this is off topic but i had three rows of calluses on your fingers on my hands from because it was like fucking never use lotion i was always like lifting in the dirt you know our our gym was a tent did you ever get callus in like the center of your palm no, I didn't get that one. I would get one here, one here, and another one so up there. So, like, at the base of your fingers, the middle, and then, like, the crook at the top. Yeah, every joint, that's basically where I had it, at the joints. God, were you, like, hook gripping? I was doing a lot of CrossFit and a lot of, like, oh, snatches and cleans yeah, and stuff. Yeah, you snatch, because that's going to do it. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's, so, yeah, gloves, I just, I'm going to say hard no. Yeah, hard no. I'm hard with no. You. Hard no. If you wear them, I'm not going to, like, go out and start a fight with you about it. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to say you're wrong, because it's, I don't care. But I don't think you're cool. It's been decided. It has been decided. I like it. Be a lot cooler. (laughs) Be a lot cooler if you didn't. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, knee sleeves. What do you think? I want some. I've been meaning to buy some. Okay, hold on. Guys, I'm going to go off set for a second. Check these out. Oh, God. (laughs) Oh, wait. Oh. Did you get these off Amazon? I got those off Amazon, and they came in yesterday. Oh, really? These are new? Yeah. Okay. I haven't used them yet. Okay. I'm going to let you break them in, obviously. I'm going to want to borrow these at some point. Have you ever used knee sleeves before? Once. I've never used them. I've used, but it wasn't like an actual lifting knee sleeve. It was like the one they give to like 45-year-old men. Oh, like that. My knees army. hurt. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I basically blew out my calf during a military training once so they gave me a right. calf sleeve and then the guy was just i just became homies with the physical therapist dude yeah and he was talking we we're talking about knee sleeves is that and the other and he just gave me some and so, they but they were super thin so they didn't really do anything but yeah these are like pretty thick actually feels like a wetsuit you know yeah it's awesome okay so knee so, sleeves are something you put and they also have elbow sleeves but i don't really uh, haven't that's, that. that's for like a huge dude I'm, i am not sure old people <laughs> if you need if you need elbow sleeves you've either lived enough life to earn it or yeah. you are lifting crazy weight yeah and then we can go and get the knee straps yeah that's a, a level up from, from i'm this. not even that's another thing i feel like we don't even need to google it knee straps and you'll mm-hmm. see a like 350 pound man lift more weight than you could ever ima- imagine it's right look very he's big. wrapping his knee which is the side of, of your head you know yeah, <laughs> that's what he's doing so knee sleeves are exactly what they sound like they go over your knee you've probably seen people use them for it's very popular in the crossfit community and powerlifting uh, powerlifting and older people mm-hmm. and what it does is it stabilizes your knee much like the belt does it tightens up your knee so that your uh, your tendons don't wiggle in random directions while right. you're squatting yeah and, it just gives the muscle something to compress against exactly and i am a huge proponent of it because when i made the argument about belts where i said well i don't want to do my core a disservice there aren't any muscles inside of your knee right so you're just protecting (laughs) your knee i mean i think that you should still try to not use it if you don't need it because right you shouldn't do it every set right yeah it's just you save yourself you're you're, because the thing is when you're you can strengthen tendons and ligaments stuff a little bit yeah to a certain degree you keep moving them you get the blood flowing through them and you want to make sure they're getting some action and then, but the second you're getting to a weight where you start feeling like your knees wiggling, boom, sleeve, sleeve. Right. 
how I intend to use it is like once I'm over three plates, I'm going to start putting them on. Yeah. So like, perfect. And that's not until like, I've probably done like three sets before I even throw them on. Yeah. So you're already point. warmed up. You're right. Cause if you put knee sleeves on cold, I feel like you're actually, I don't know if you're putting yourself at risk. I think you're doing yourself a bit disservice. Of a disservice. Like, it will assist you a little bit from the compression and the elasticity at the bottom, from what I hear. Yeah, at the end of the day, I feel, I feel like knee sleeves are awesome, mm-hmm. and I feel like they're gonna because things. If you blow out your knee, you got you're a problem. Kind of yeah, for probably ever. Yeah, your that's not to say your lifting career is over in any way, but you don't just like. I don't know if you have if you've had orthopedic surgery, mm-hmm. it's never the same. I had a minor orthopedic surgery on my wrist. Mm-hmm. It took three years before my wrist was what I would I would consider now normal. Wow, it's a new normal, right? It's a new normal, and it yeah. feels normal for now. But I, if you took it beforehand, mm-hmm. I guarantee it felt better back then. I and bet, it's, bro. It's just a, now it pops, and like if it rains, I get the pressure in my wrist. And so we're saying yes to knee sleeves. Okay. I'm so glad. Because I, I mean to order them, but like I just keep not pulling the trigger. Yeah. And I want to, uh, if, oh, I'm excited about that. Well, we'll have to update you guys. And by the way, I got the uh, Pro Fitness uh, medium size. Did you have uh, to buy them separately? They sold them one no. each? Okay. So no, that was they annoyed me too. Is they're pretty expensive, mm-hmm. and it was for, and they did not make it clear until you like went to the order them, oh. and it was like this is for one sleeve. It's like oh you one sleeve you no, almost got me tricky bastards. <laughs> so yeah. okay, knee sleeves, thumbs up, thumbs up. This is this one's. I'm glad you put this on a list. And I wouldn't have thought about this at all. Yeah, elevation mask. <laughs> yes, you put it on the Love list. It. So I'm gonna let look you look like this Bane. You know, from Batman on the treadmill, right? I was born in the <laughs> right. Oh yeah, um, I think they're pretty funny. I get the idea where it's supposed to like simulate a harder environment. It's like in Dragon Ball Z when they go in the gravity trainer and stuff like that. Oh, you man, know, <laughs> back. I need a sensu bean. Right, it's some sensu beans. <laughs> Re- regenerate after every workout. Yeah, so it's supposed to make it like you're breathing with less oxygen in density in the air. It's meant to simulate altitude. Right. Yeah, and that apparently is supposed to make it so that you produce more red blood cells, which then makes you have more endurance, which then makes you have more work capacity. But the problem is those adaptations don't happen in the gym. Those happen from like being at elevation while you're sleeping overnight. So it was funny because I remember reading a study, and you guys know that I don't bring sources, (laughs) that said that they basically proved entirely that elevation masks don't work right it was it's kind it makes your workout harder yes but it is really you just no run benefit. faster yeah it makes you it, the benefit is like if someone's choking you while you're running you're gonna keep running i guess yeah but that's there's no it doesn't do out maybe it's like a mental training thing yeah yeah maybe like a gut check yeah but it's not going to give you altitude training it's not the same and no. i'm going to tell you right now you look like a fucking doofus <laughs> right and there is a serious overlap between toe shoe people <laughs> and elevation and elevation <laughs> I'm I'm so just true. putting it down right now. Bro, there is that's a good comparison. Uh yeah, it's the same crowd, you know. I feel like those are like the people who are trying to flex on everyone like look at how badass I am. Oh yeah, I mean, I think it's it's it's, it's always you you're you want people to kind of look at you. I don't think anyone shows up to the gym wearing an elevation mask thinking with, there's a little part of them that's just like, yeah, it looks so cool. Right? Yeah. You don't 
you don't. Oh my god, it's almost like wearing. Like Unless a, you're a noob, people could see through that shit. I, uh, yeah, I mean, I guess there's some people who think you look cool, but they're also already in the market trying right. to get their own. Well, okay, we're saying big thumbs down for elevation. Yes, yeah. thumbs down. Headphones. What kind of? Oh wait, you're. Oh wait, I forgot. You're a hype beast right now. Okay, so I'm going. I'm back and forth. I I know that there was a point in time in my lifting career where I was like, I need the like most badass hardcore angry music to lift yeah. heavy lift heavy lift angry you yeah, know you've you heard that before but recently honestly like especially because most of my workouts i'm working out with someone else yep i do a lot of my sets with no music or i'll have my headphones in and not be playing any music and honestly i heard something that dusty hanshaw said um about when he's like lifting and it sounded pretty hardcore to me which i'm not on this level yet but he's like the only sound I like to hear in the gym is the sound of my own in my own head telling me to push harder. And I was like, that's wow, pretty bad. That's pretty fucking badass. And uh, I was like, wow, that that resonates with me because it's like you should be able to push yourself. Right. Yeah. You know, like if this is really a passion and like you're really doing this, then you're most focused when you're like almost in a meditative state. Almost. That's the most idealistic and cool way of looking at it <laughs> but as a non-cool guy that's just the kick i'm on guys i, I mean just for now <laughs> i want to be that guy because i think the exact same thing because i it's it's like with running yeah running with music is better but like when you're doing a pt test for the army you don't have music right. so you really need to be able to run without it yes the at the gym same thing most of the time i'm just wearing headphones so that people don't talk to me <laughs> That's that's the big part about it. It's a good. It's effective. I'm actually. I also have gotten to listen to like podcasts while I'm working out, especially if it's like a lo- low intensity workout. Like I right. just listen to. Podcasts I could totally listen around. to podcasts if I'm walking, doing incline walking or something. Yeah, exactly. But I like that. I actually like that concept of you don't have something that's to distract you. Right, and I mean, shit, music could keep you going. Like I've heard even people say they listen to like uh, movie soundtracks, like they listen to like the Dark Knight soundtrack, or like they listen to like something like so the Gladiator or something badass. And then you know, it really I think pumps that's them so up. So goofy when people say that. Like I listen to this this movie thing. Like my my brother listens to the Lord of the Rings soundtrack when he lifts. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's a fuck that he's nerd. Nerd. nerd? <laughs> no, love Lord of the Rings. He's awesome. <laughs> but I just, I it's something I'm never going to be able to tell someone like, oh, that's dumb because it's yeah. whatever works for you. But if well, you're, yeah. if, I don't know, if you're listening to movie scores while you're working out, I think you're freaking my my friend this. who did who does this. He he lifts more than me. He's pretty beastly. Okay, so well, I'll have to give it to him. Maybe we need it works for him. him. Maybe we need to be like that. What was it? The fighter when he walked into like classical music. Yeah. Maybe we need more focus. Well, at Five Star, it's pretty cool because it, since it's a private gym, we get to control our, our music mm-hmm. in there. So, um, like, we'll put on a lot of either EDM, like, faster-paced stuff or, like, some hip-hop, something. Because it's proven, actually, another study that I don't have a reference to. It's heart rate, right? Uh, yes. If it's matching, like, the heart rate intensity that you want to be, so if, like, you want to be around 125 to 150 beats per minute, you want that song to be about the same tempo. They have that. Uh, you can look up running playlists mm-hmm. and of course you're always going to find the random like this is a running playlist it's just every popular song but they have them for the beats per minute right so that it goes with your heart rate that's awesome or run and it's it's great and i i thought it was stupid yeah someone told me about this i'm like her 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 this music's gonna help my heart it doesn't it's not gonna like make you run faster it's gonna, gonna change your game mm-hmm. but it's weird because you start feeling like a flow 
it's so basically you can you have a flow going and you can start it, it helps your stride is what right. i would say yeah it helps it definitely helps keep you in that uh tempo right while you're running yeah exactly yeah. It's just every single step you have a beat and then it, it's right and then it, when the song changes it doesn't suddenly switch to something that's just like wait this is it doesn't make you think about changing the next song if it's not like a song that you love because it all flows into right. one like it's all the same yeah, like energy in the zone level. even if you don't love the song it, it fits in with what's going on i get that what's your go-to gym gym music well, um, if you were to still use, haha. I know that you're now a, a nah, monk. I'm not, I'm not that hardcore. I made it sound pretty hardcore. I mean, I'll listen to, especially when I'm warming up and like when I'm doing my uh, building sets. I'll usually do uh, hip hop. Right now, I've been listening to some some Roddy Rich, some uh, <laughs> you know, some of these new hip hop stuff. We listen, play a lot of that stuff in the gym, so I'm just used to it at this point. I think that's point. just what's popular at this point. You kind of right. kind of find a middle ground because we've talked about this before at the gym. Someone was playing, like, sad Drake music. Uh, yeah. Like, the entire time we're there. I'm like, I like Drake. Yeah. It, but this is not. This isn't getting this me is pumped. Not good. It's like pay, playing Taylor Swift. It's just oh, yeah, as bad as that Oh, point. my God. Someone played country music that same day. It was that same right. day. Like, it was like an hour of that, and then the next half hour, it's like, why, what, why are we playing country music now? Right. It's not cheap. For me personally, I'm, like, really big in, like, like hardcore music. Okay. I'm like uh, like screamo like sort of stuff. Yeah, I just I like to get angry. That's like my my power. That was the majority of my lifting career was listening to angry music. Yeah, and I'll still go back to it if I want to if I need it. I've also I I also listen to a lot of rap music mm-hmm. depending on the day. Mostly it's yeah. I mean I got the, I'm gonna try and start. I feel like I should just stop wearing headphones to the gym. But I still feel like I'm a weirdo when I'm not. And I feel like if you're by yourself, yeah. you start looking at people more because you have nothing to think about. And then people start thinking you're, like, leering at them. Right. I will leave them in and just have no music playing sometimes. Oh, like, no. I'll get to the end of my playlist, and I'll just forget that there's no music on. I'll still be working out. That's pretty cool. I like that. Yeah. I think, oh, I forgot to touch on this. What kind of headphones do you like to use in the gym? Um, Wireless are now the new thing for me. It's almost the standard at this point. Once you, It's like once you, oh, man. You remember... You, everyone's had this happen. You're like bench pressing and you have your phone in your pocket with like a cable going all the way up your body. Right. And the phone slips out of your, your pocket, pocket and oh just God. rips out of your ear. Mid bench press set and when you need it the most. So and it, it, if you had the Apple ones, those ones hurt yeah. on exit. It tears it right out of your face. And it was just, and it just threw everything off. So now I've, uh, I have the beats. I don't know which ones I'm sure. I think there's like newer. There's the, okay. Are so they over ear or the, in your ear? They're the ones that have the cable that wrap around the back of your oh, ear. Okay. And then they have the newer ones that have no cable, but those things are like 250 bucks, and I'm not sold on it. If I was going to switch over, I'd probably just get AirPods. But, and I'm talking to the hype beast. Yes. The only reason I haven't gotten AirPods is because I don't know if they'll fit my ear, and I'm really scared that they'd fall out. So, like, no matter what, even if I got AirPods, I'd keep the beats for running. Yeah, I haven't taken them on a legit run yet. But you should try mine. I'll let you try mine. Okay, I'm gonna try mine. I'm gonna like use like some jumping jacks because I'm just I don't know. I'm just it just it looks like you could lose it so easily. You don't lose it in the gym. Is not where you lose them. Where you, where you lose them is you stick them in your pocket and you throw your uh, clothes in the hamper. <laughs> That's yeah. where you lose them. Yep, yep, yep. They're so small. I swear I lose them like once a week and I gotta fucking track them down. Like individual ones or like the whole pack. Like I'll either lose the charging case or I'll lose the headphones together. I never lose like one and one. It's always like those pieces are separate. They're they're perfect size for losing too because the headphones get get past that. Those things are like the half the size of your thumb. Right. That's easy to lose. Even the charging pack. It's like the size of a box of Tic Tacs. Right. It's tiny. 
it's so easy to lose. Mm-hmm. I yeah. don't know. I'm like, I'm with it, but I'm not. I'm going to try like, yours. Uh, yeah, you, you should try them. The new ones seem pretty cool. One of my clients has one. And what's cool about that one is you can do noise canceling or you can do active like listening, kind of like oh, the Peloton. Oh, so if someone starts talking to you, it turns down the music? Well, it makes it so it feeds the audio in with your music. Okay, I had this problem yesterday because some guy was asking me like how many sets I had left on a deadlifting platform. Mm-hmm. And I was trying to talk to him. He's like, I'm aware of the guy. I don't really know him that well, but like we're aware of each other and I'm trying not to be a dick and I keep trying to talk to him. I'm trying to take my ears out and stuff. And it was just, it was awkward. The whole thing mm-hmm. was awkward and it would be really nice if I just didn't have to touch it and I could hear him. Yeah. So that's actually cool. I tried him out, man. And it was cool. I could still hear him and the music at the same time. It like had him at like an equalized volume. It was almost like a hearing aid. Yeah. It was like those Pelotors that the guys use at the range, the fancy headphones. Oh yeah. That are head earmuffs that the people exactly. use at the shooting range. I have cheap Pelotors, the ones that noise cancel, but they don't do a feed the voice in. Those yeah. Things are nice. Yeah. Those things are super nice. Oh yeah. Just speaking to of technology, fitness trackers. Yes. So we're talking mostly watches because it used mm. to have a lot of the wrap around the chest thing, heart rate monitors and which stuff. N- not a lot of people use except for like athletes slash people who are dealing with heart health stuff. Right. But now every so there was the Fitbit that everyone used for a long time, and then there's what garmin apple watch is there any other type the, the whoop strap is the new one dude i am so interested in the whoop strap yeah but i am i'm i have too many monthly things that i'm paying <laughs> for uh, and i don't think because i have the garmin that i can track my sleep on it has the satellite attachment so i can track my runs which is the big selling point for me against right. other options and then a lot of people just get the Apple Watch because it's concurrent with their Apple stuff. I yeah. haven't really bought it. Do I? I used yeah, it for a neither. couple of days. It just it. I didn't use it that much because a lot of people use it for like answering phone calls and doing stuff like that. And I just I'm, I don't know. I don't feel like I need to be James Bond. <laughs> I just keep it a little simple. Yeah. What about the fitness tracker on the Apple Watch? Did you mess around with that at all? No, not at all. Uh, only one I've messed with is for the Garmin because they have an mm-hmm. app on your phone. You can track like your weight, does your heart rate, uh, stuff like that. But it doesn't give you any kind of assessments or anything, which is why the Whoop strap is interesting to me. Right. And I don't know how based in science that is, but they're talking about how like they can judge off your heart rate and your sleeping patterns, like what your recovery is at. Oh, yeah. You can do that on your own. You just have to know what you look to look for. Yeah, I, I don't know what to look for. Oh, okay. Well, basically what happens is your resting heart rate is at a certain level. Say your resting heart rate is 54, right? Yeah. And all of a sudden you wake up and your resting heart rate's like 59, 60. And you're like, oh, that's weird. It's like seven points higher than it should be. And then from there, you can realize that your body is struggling to recover because it's you're having to work harder just being awake. Oh, I didn't even think of that. Yeah, so you can see because like you'll have a graph, your heart rate's oh, 54, 53, 54, 53, and all of a sudden, boom, 59. You know, invest that little bit can be okay. Well, so that's not a little bit, that's a significant okay. increase, you know. Yeah, I guess you're right. That's true. Yeah. Okay, so that's basically what the whoop strap does. Well, yeah, and it I'm sure it tracks a multitude of other fitness biometrics. Yeah, you know? I want to do the whoop strap, but just I just have so many other things that I pay for monthly and just I can't yeah. remember how much it was. I want to say it was like 20 or 30 bucks a month. Yeah, probably something pretty somewhat reasonable unless you're doing a bunch of other things, you know. It's oh, like yeah, they, exactly. they add up Amazon, that, plus fucking, yeah. you know, cell phone, everything. I feel you, man. It's just too it's many another things. subscription. It's too many things. This okay. is a subs- subscription for our software and everything. Oh, yeah, exactly. It's, uh, yeah. I mean, uh, no, no. I'm yeah. going to go ahead and I'm going to give that a pass for now. 
Great. I might look into it later though. I'm, I'm, so, so now I want to look into it again. See, I had let it go mm-hmm. and now we mentioned it. Now I want to look again. <laughs> You're welcome. Whoopstrap. <laughs> um, Oh, I've actually messed around with the Fitbit. Uh, I've had several different models with that one. I did too. Yeah. And I didn't mind the Fitbit at all. Mm-hmm. I, I just didn't love it. It was, it was pretty decent. That's yeah. the best way I can describe it. Was, it. it was really okay. Yeah. It was good. I, I had issues because once I started sweating, I would lose my heart rate. Oh, that's a problem. Which like I need, that's what I used it mostly for was, you know, making sure I was high enough heart rate to be burning fat when I was doing cardio. I have to assume they've come out with one that has the satellite tracking too, because that was a big reason why I left it. Cause I had mm-hmm. the charge okay a while ago this was a few years back and that was what made me switch over to the garmin was i just i just wanted something that i could do because i do outdoor runs Mm -hmm. and i didn't want to have to do like the tracking i just want to like run because i run for time not for distance usually and i just want to know exactly how far i ran right period i don't want to have to like estimate go on a computer and track well i went down this road and then (laughs) yeah exactly it's just it's annoying and that was the big selling point for me that makes sense. I think Fitbit were really the ones who like trailblaze though. Yeah. Like if you love getting your steps and getting congratulated mm-hmm. for like, you know, oh, I hit this goal and this goal, then I think it's awesome for that. But I just, I wasn't getting the usage I needed out of it for my heart rate tracking. I'm the exact opposite. I hate when my watch buzzes and says, time to get some steps in. It's, I am on a call <laughs> at my desk. <coughs> I do not need. I do not need a, 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 an alert to walk right now. Right. I was, I hated that. But then I also remember back then it was also really big was like the, the steps clubs. Oh yeah. Who can get the most steps. I, I had fun at that. I was crushing people because I was in the army, you know, and it's like, fuck, like I'm cheating. running 35 that's, miles a week. You that's know? unfair. You're, already <laughs> yeah. like you're competing with people who aren't, then it's unfair. It's like when you get like a bunch of regular people from an office then it becomes more interesting right who's gonna like actually go out of their way to win this yeah <laughs> who's the overachiever at home you know what was the other app that uh it was for a running app or tracking and it actually like showed a military base that oh was, like, yeah there. i can't remember what it i was. heard something about that that was funny you're welcome china <laughs> you're right yeah it's i think it's i think it's a great idea and i actually do think I, I wish the steps thing kept popularity because that is one of the number one easy ways to start being more healthy it's just don't sit as much right I what agree, I agree. Do? Well, that's pretty good. So what do we say? Thumbs up or thumbs down for... Uh, oh, thumbs right. up. Thumbs, thumbs up. up. Totally. If it's... Yeah, if you're using it for what you want to use it for, then yeah. Don't just get a fitness tracker for no reason, though. Oh, yeah. No, it's, just, it's not something you need. Right. Well, we're getting close to time, so let's... We're going to wrap up is how much gear is necessary. Okay, well, I would say the minimum amount necessary. That's what I would say. The minimum... I think... When we talk about necessary, like a necessity, yeah, zero. Yeah, you're right. Zero gear is necessary unless you have like some something wrong. Oh yeah, unless like a doctor says you should, or you have some kind of injury. But if you're just if as long as you show up, shirt, shoes, preferably mm-hmm. you have the athletic nature. There's some people who go to the gym in jeans. That's a whole different training for real life. That's a that's a whole different <laughs> thing. I just don't, yeah. I don't think you need any of it. It's more likely people are overdoing the gear than underdoing the gear. What would be the first piece of gear you, you would recommend someone buy though? I would say either the knee sleeves or the belt. I'd say belt. Or actually a good pair of lifting shoes is probably the first thing I would say. Ooh. Like not, I'm not talking about squat shoes. I'm talking like a nice pair of Metcons or a good pair of like, yeah. you know, uh, running shoes or something, whatever they're into. Something nice and flat. That's true. Actually, I'm changing my answer to just a good pair of flat 
she, I, even if it was just like switching over to like just a shoe, whatever just, your sport is, like just a, something a, you're going to commit to. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I feel like a lot of people show up in like a pair of like $50 Nike running shoes. And I don't think people realize how poorly balanced those are for working right. out They're balanced for running and where your the weight displaces on them is meant to follow your heel to toe. So there's a lot of, there's a lack of support on like the inside of your, you know, what is it? What's the inside of your foot called? The plantar fascia. Are you talking about no, the, that's, that's, the sole? Yeah, the sole. Thank you. Wow. Uh-huh. The, it's you like, the, the, like the in- interior of your sole, like you're not having a lot of support there. Or it's with certain shoes, they have, they're even more built for running than you think they are. Mm-hmm. And you can actually be squatting in them and you can lose your ankle outward because oh, you're yeah. basically balancing on a two to what, three inch like plank. Curve. Yeah, you're on a curve basically. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That or like you're wearing like those air Nike Airs or something yeah. trying to do squats. It's like, please don't do that. Oh, man. That's a horrible idea. Squatting Yeezys. <laughs> yeah. Don't squat Yeezys. I'm just going to say it. I don't even care if they're fake Yeezys. Just don't squat Yeezys. They're not built for that. I know you look cool. I'm with you. I'm here. I'm hip. Oh, but man. Just get some real friends. Get some shoes. <laughs> they, they have lots of cool ones. They have hype beast versions of everything. But yeah, no, I think that shoes to start, maybe, maybe a belt. Mm-hmm. And then, man, I don't even Badass know. gym tunes. <laughs> oh, yeah, headphones. Yeah. Actually are not about it. If you don't have music and you're having trouble going to the gym, headphones. It could be a game changer. Oh, yeah, huge change changer. So if you don't like music that much, let's do a podcast, let's do an audio book. Mm-hmm. It's, it actually helps, especially with, like, gym anxiety, to, like, tone people out and just kind of go into your own world. Because if you're walking around with no headphones and you hear everything, you see everything, you start feeling, like... Easy to get distracted or self-conscious. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But if you've got kind of, you know, your tunes and it's hard to... It's hard to think that everyone's looking at you. Right. <laughs> well, we talked about this right before we started shooting. Shooting. Yes. Yeah, no video. <laughs> recording. I don't know. Yes. Accountability challenge. Yes. Accountability challenge, guys. This is something we're doing. We're holding each other accountable, and we want to hold all of you accountable, too, uh, for the next eight weeks, okay? And what we're proposing is... We'll talk about everything else in a minute, but what we're proposing is that for the next eight weeks, we want starting when? Ooh. After this episode posts, right? The day this yes. episode posts. So, okay, so we usually have a, a couple weeks for a post. So we're recording on January 7th. So if it's an eight-week challenge, should we just like... Let's just go eight weeks from whenever this post? Whatever this post. So mm, do you want to, let's commit to the 21st. Okay, 21st. Uh, this is going to go up on the 21st. Uh-huh. And we are starting then. So what we're trying to do is a combination fat loss muscle gain. And I'm going to come up with a scoring system. I might have to do some research on this so that I'm not being completely unfair. And we'll post about this on social media once we find the final details. So we're going eight weeks. Who can, and we'll, it'll combo, who can lose the most body fat and gain the most muscle mass so and we'll we're gonna be trying to be fair about this because obviously some people like i don't have any body fat but i want to gain muscle so i'm not going to gain any fat points so we're gonna find a way to you know make this so it's not complete bs and if you can't body fat it like if you don't have access to an in body or a body fat scanner then let's do uh progress photos of before and after i will do that no matter what yeah we're gonna figure this out we're gonna find a way to do the body there's ways to do it and you know we're i'm calling out right now yeah Dylan, the dab cat king, I'm calling you <laughs> out. I want you to be a part of this, and we're gonna make sure that there's a prize for this. We're gonna fi- we haven't decided on what the prize is, but there's gonna be some skin some, in the game. Yes, yeah, some uh, back in session radio 
swag possibly so Ooh. get hyped we're we're actually yes we're that's considering actually, it see it's, you said it out loud now so that makes it almost now we have to look really hard at that well we have to give it a, a serious look now so okay now okay i like that this is again making commitment yeah all right and who are you calling out um i'm gonna call out nicole barrett my girlfriend i'm calling her out that was unexpected that so that she's was, been she's been talking about all lifestyle and health and fitness now time to time to put a deadline on it you know what Oh my god, that was that was amazing. You just dropped a lacrosse ball, it bounced across the room and landed in a bowl on the ground full of water. <laughs> Cat bowl. <laughs> okay. Yeah, okay, so that's fine. Eight week challenge. There is going to be a prize at the end. Yes. Body and- weight loss and muscle gain. Anyone can join. We are going to release this. I'm gonna make call outs. Wes is gonna make call outs. This is gonna get real serious. And I'm going to go full Macho Man. We're the cream of the crop. Rise to the top. I didn't choke. Brother. I'm, I'm totally with it. Yes. Okay. So let's go ahead and wrap up because you got to go actually do your job. Yes. So you can find us on Instagram at BNS underscore radio. You can find me at Dimitri Sebastian. You can find us on your favorite podcasting apps. Wes? You can find me at W Kendall. MFT. There's an underscore in between Kendall and MFT on Instagram. And then also uh, be ready. We're going to have another guest episode coming at the end of the month. So Real soon. And we're very excited about it. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. Share with your friends. Tell everyone. Subscribe. Have a good day. <laughs> like, subscribe.